Hi, it's Jay Mueller from Bad Producer Productions. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's one of seven we currently produce. They include The Garrett, Team Effort, Childproof by Tony Martin and Geraldine Quinn, Game Changers with Craig Bruce, In the Pocket NFL, The Greatest Season That Was 93, and our newest podcast, The Final Word Cricket Podcast with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. I don't know which of those you're about to listen to, but whichever one it is, I hope you enjoy it, and I'm grateful for your time and enthusiasm. Thank you. All of our podcasts are supported by the generous team at A.V. Jennings. For more than 85 years, A.V. Jennings has created communities for people just like you. A.V. Jennings communities are designed for the way people want to live today. To find out more, visit avjennings.com.au. A.V. Jennings, your community developer. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsor, A.V. Jennings. And welcome back to the Team Effort. I am Ed Cavalier. With me, as always, is our producer, fact checker, and hemp granola provider, Jay. Hello, Jay. Hello there. Load that theme music and fire at will, hombre. I like your pants around you. Oh, no. What? Not that. Real theme music. Oh, my God. There we go. Our first guest today in the Team Effort has two 22s in his shoes. Grab yourself an O-bike or a second-hand Segway. Take a fistful of your hard-earned into your nearest bricks and mortar bookshop and buy three copies of his latest tome Deadly Kerfuffle. It's the best New Zealand inspired Melbourne based comedy terrorist novel you will read. Well at least until Dan Brown does one. Hey, hey, (laughs) yes. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. Why are you still listening to this nonsense while you're in the gym wailing on your pecs? Put down the weights get out there and get to a bookshop and grab yourself Deadly Kerfuffle written by my type of guy Mr. Tony Martin. That's me. I've got cravat, pipe and slippers ready to go. Full author mode. Our second guest has just finished becoming a real romper stomper kind of guy. A trailer we watched just before this to put us in the mood for comedy with <laughs> with the huge amounts of premium Batman and Robin memorabilia landing on his doorstep every darn day. It's a miracle we've managed to lure him into the studio. Even as I say this, there are limited edition Lego Batwings piling up on the stoop of Casa del Hume. Actor, writer, voiceover artist and JFK expert he's drinking a coke in the vestibule as we speak get back and to the left yes back and to the left it's Lockie Hume thank you very much Lachlan Hume now are we going to do any JFK today we said we wouldn't no we will we will because of the files release so we'll have a chat oh good now give you an update how long have you got how long is that tape Jay comedy central (laughs) but there's someone else here isn't there our final guest today looks like he should be on a catwalk but acts like he should be in a safe house. He's doing this for his homies slinging things and for the ladies who see them rims spin and grin. 61% of the population think he's doing a great job on neighbours. The other just have no idea he's on there at all. Got a deal? He'll do it. Got a can of fake tan? He'll share it. Got an Instagram photo of yourself in varying stages of undress? He'll like it. It's the future BRW Rich Lister. Hold my beer. It's Ash Williams. Thank you, Eddie. Whoa. Good to be here. Fired up. Up top, mate. Up top. Let's do a high five. Already? I'll crack at one of those. 
Now, Tone, that is officially the third high five you've received. The other two, of course, being here with Ash. (laughs) Very tentative. Now, can I just say, it's been, what, a couple of months since we did one of these? And we got all this publicity. I know, mate. This was like the hot podcast. Yeah, it was going mad. And then you've gone and had children. Yeah, had a child. And so we've been unavailable. (laughs) We have. That's why I'm so happy to have the the podcast back, the team effort back together. Uh, Our thoughts are with Lawrence Mooney, who couldn't be with us today because he said to me, I've got a fucking cashie. Today, the team effort is about the best ever. (laughs) Doing what? The best ever. We are here to help you lead a better life through the example set by these towering individuals. So hold on to your hierarchies and give it the old Edmund Hillary treatment as we really give the summit a good time. Lachlan, Mm. the first question is to you. Yes. Any new Batman stuff arrived? Um, I actually have some stuff uh, for your child. (laughs) Wow. What? what, On you? Um, yeah, no, no, not on me. I'm waiting for. I've got a t I got a t-shirt coming for your little boy Arnie. Oh. But we have some Batman pajamas for him, oh. and also some leather Batman booties for him. Too. It'll be the first piece of leather clothing he owns. Uh, Tony, what uh, leather and, and do not, you? And not the last. If Ash has anything to do. With it. <laughs> Tony, what leather products do you have for my child? I don't have any lederhosen for the youngin, but I have to say I've been receiving gifts from Lockie Hume yes. uh, in the Batman department as well. I received a. a replica mm-hmm. of the bust mm-hmm. that the Adam West TV Batman would swing open to press the, the button. Shakespeare bust. You oh, know, to yeah. make the book well, cases open. for the, To get down to the Batcave. The Batcave. Yep. And of course, uh, going down the poles, changing into the clothes. Have you opened it or is it still in the box? Well, see, I yeah, I, I haven't know. opened it. Lockie said it's okay to open it, yeah, but it yeah. feels like it's a violation. No, 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 no. These are the ones I wouldn't have got you anything that expensive, Don. Uh, <laughs> these are the these are the ones you got to open because right. you've got to display it on your desk at okay. home. Okay. Oh, right. Of but course. Now the other thing I got you was the the bat phone, the bat the, phone. from the the car from yeah. the Batmobile. Oh, okay, right. So you've got to put it in your car. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And the third thing was a Batarang bottle opener, yeah. which is also oh. a fridge magnet. Yeah. So very, very handy. Jeez, multi-purpose. Really? And yeah. I've said to Lockie, you know, because I've been to his place, I'm going, well, surely you can't fit the Southern Hemisphere's largest collection of Batman memorabilia uh, in here. Ooh, ooh, you've missed someone, Batman and, and Robin and memorabilia. Robin. But he says that uh, you've got a warehouse, yeah. and I'm picturing the last shot of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's like? That's not too far off. <laughs> right. Yes, except uh, <laughs> oh, I'm missing my stings. Yeah. Well, now that I know you've got that in the breach, I'm going to be pointing at you, Mr. Yes, Mueller. Mr. Jates. But what is the uh, <laughs> what's the most prized item in, in, in all of it? Oh, I tell you, from the Danbury Mint in the UK, I have... Uh, a very limited edition 1940s Batmobile with a little Batman and Robin in it, which I adore. Wow. wow. 1940s. How much it's worth, Tone? Uh, and uh, lock. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tone, you first. <laughs> I'll raise that. Tone, Tone. I'm saying 10,000 pounds. <laughs> it's turned into an auction. Sold. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, Lachlan? It's about 600 bucks worth. That yeah. Now, when you say 1940s, I remember when I was a kid seeing a serial, like an old style Batman serial made in the 40s. There's two from the 40s. There's the 1943. Right. Columbia Pictures did them. They had the yes. rights back then. And the 1943 one's really racist. Oh, it's <laughs> really? Really racist. Well, what's Batman because, doing? Well, they're Batman and Robin are after an evil Japanese um, espionage yeah. oh, agent because yeah, yeah, it's the height yeah, of the war. Yeah. Who's um, trying to create a race of zombie Japanese worshipping uh, right, terrorists? Yeah. Which that that actually later turned into the show Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> And then Robber Sobber. And then Robber. (laughs) Full circle. What I remember about those is the costumes were very baggy. Mm. They weren't the form fitting. Ah, The eye holes were a bit wonky, never on straight. (laughs) The ears always slightly bent. (laughs) 
The big... cape getting caught in the door of the Batmobile, which wasn't even a Batmobile. No. It was just like a normal car. It was just a, no, like, but no, like it, was, it was two cars in one, actually, Tone, because when the hood was down, it was Bruce Wayne's car, and then when the hood would go up, it became the Batmobile. How cheap is that? Yeah. So, so what is the first... And they didn't even drive it. Alfred the butler drove it for them. <laughs> Why would I get a, an octogenarian to drive me to a crime scene? That would take forever. It's like driving Miss Daisy with the with the caped crusader in the back tone. It's like that great episode of the TV show where mm. Bruce Wayne mm. and uh, Batman have to appear somewhere at the same time. Oh, yeah. So Alfred is sent along <laughs> so good. in yeah. the Batman costume. In the costume. The best is when, when old Alfred is doing the wall climb. Have you oh, seen that episode? No, oh, boy, that's that. that's the slowest wall climb, and those things weren't fast to begin with. Right, no. yeah. And Ash, right. to you. Uh, we Mate, have... yeah, I don't know much about Batman. No, no, yeah, no, yours is, more ash <laughs> yours is more an Ash-based question. <laughs> it's more of an Ash-man question. Yeah, great. Uh, new deals, buddy. Deals, current deals. Because remember, Tone, there was a number of episodes, and Jay will remember this, where we weren't allowed to mention the secret deal you were doing. Yeah. Uh, your new acting job, which of course now can be revealed because it's hit the airwaves. Absolutely. I'm on Neighbours. Um, I play a gay stripper. Right. And uh, I run my own business. Okay. It's the role I was born to play. And what sort of uh, you know distance? What kind of arc? How long are you in it for, mate? I uh, I'm in there for um, two days at the start, and um, then I'm in for three months mm. full time. Tone. Can we say what happened? This is a, a testament to Ash's ability because he went along. He was the only one auditioning for the role of what's his name? Your character, uh, Rory. What's his name? I Rory. remember. <laughs> yep, Rory. Okay, I'll. I'll I feel. was about to say Jasper. Hasn't my tickling yet. Ash, I keep thinking about Jasper, my tickling video character. No, it's Rory. <laughs> They're very similar. Lockie, have you ever had that where two characters you you confuse which one you're playing in a in a in a show? No, I, not until I've not until I got into the mindset of Ash Williams. But I've got to tell yeah. you something, buddy. Talk to me. You know what you've done? You've done the Lockie Hume acting school technique, oh. which is you show up for a couple of days, and at the end of those two days, they're building a trophy wall to you, and yeah. they don't want you to leave the building. Yeah, well, that, yeah. It, that's that, it. <laughs> Because that is exactly what's happened here, Tom, because yeah. he started as a controversial and how, what did the, the director say you were? Sexually? Um, uh, cocksure. Yeah, he said you were. <laughs> cocksure. She, she kept saying, you're cocksure. Right. And yeah. I said, I beg your pardon. And she said, it's a real world word. I said, no, it's not. Yeah. And I Googled it and it is. And, I, and he is. Very cocksure. Yeah. I used to work at the ABC with uh, a bloke who was uh, in the music department who had a secret identity where he would write for a magazine called Cocksure. Really? Which was, he actually wrote for two, one for called Ribald mm. and one called Cocksure. Different types of articles? Uh, <laughs> Could your Ribald article appear in Cocksure? We were never allowed to see the articles, but Ted Emery, the director oh, of yeah. Kath and Kim, told me that bloke there, he just looks like a mild-mannered music arranger, uh, but, but he had a secret identity as, and his nickname was Pink Thing. Oh, and he wrote articles so, for Cocksure and Rybal. Were they <laughs> wow. articles like "I didn't think this was ever going to happen exactly. to me"? They were like the letters in Penthouse Forum. Oh my god, I've got a deal. Okay, off the bat, <laughs> yeah. my manager called me yesterday okay. and said, okay. "I right. pitched you in for Penthouse." Yes. Okay, and it's going to be still going. It's going in Australia. I said, um, is, "Am I going to be nude?" She said, "No, it's going to be topless, and it's going to be a Q and A." And I said, "That's fantastic. Let me know when it's going to be happening." Right. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back in fantasy land. <laughs> hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah. Penthouse used to be ladies in yeah, the nutty. So yeah. On. Why is it now actors doing quick question and answer? Male actors. To be yes, honest, it was shirtless. No, nah, was. A, we were talking about a lot of deals yesterday, and that wasn't the most important deal. So I kind of oh, okay. just you know breezed past that, uh -huh. and right. I said, look. Let's keep talking about the, the big deals. What was the biggest one discussed yesterday? Oh, just whether I should email someone. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> no, no, no. 
it's underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to get the time right of the email because you oh, only right. get one chance. Right. Yeah. So do I email in the morning or do you email in the afternoon? And we decided on 4 p.m. I read uh, four-hour work week and uh, apparently more people are checking their emails at 4 p.m. than any other time. Is right? Already wow. we're ahead, Tony. Okay. Already and we're guess ahead. guess what? I sent it yesterday and I've already got a response. So anyway... Go on. Um, this can we ask you the email was to, Ashley? No. No, no, no. It's a secret. It's a okay. deal, and I can yeah. reveal all in about a month. It's, to, it's to home and away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it begin with the words, I never thought this would happen <laughs> <laughs> to me? But look, uh, yeah, hang on. Okay, so you're going for a couple of days. You're a gay stripper. Yeah. But yeah. then it's a three-month extended yeah. visit. What are the plot lines? What? How do they oh, keep can't... the gay stripper around for that long? Now, the, now, now he's balking because. That's spoiler alert territory. Well, it's, yeah. well, it's just, you know. Absolutely. I think we can talk about the permanent sure. role that was created for you because it's a character choice, which is fine. That's not in a uh, a plot line tone. I think we can talk about that. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I become the um... Ed is prompting it. <laughs> yeah. No, I become the um, I become the local yoga teacher. Oh right. Hang on, let's get. Hang on. He's yeah. talking it down from showing up just as sort of you know cocksure gay stripper. He has now been elevated to the position of the permanent yoga teacher in Ramsey Street. And I teach all the big names. Yep. You know, I don't want to go into it, but I teach Susan Kennedy. Big. Yep. A bit of downward dog with Susan. Then, uh, what about Toadie? I'm, he's a Pilates man. So there's yeah. no yoga Toadie. I tell you what, Toadie, he, uh, he's a lawyer. Did you know that? In real life or just no, on the show? No, in real life. Where, did, where would he find the time? Yeah. In real life, he loves to run. Ryan Maloney. Yeah. Great guy. Loves I, to run. I saw that in the paper. He's always going for a run. I said, when's your next scene? He said, I'm going for a run. Anyway. Um, Hang so, on, what's the name of your character? Is it Gary Cockshaw? What, no, no, they, <laughs> what have they called you? Rory Zamiro. Oh, Rory Zamiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, can we talk about, remember about five years ago can. when I was doing the Neighbours thing and I had yeah. a role. Yeah, okay, this is five yeah. years oh, ago. This is, oh, so this, you've already so been you, in No, this. no, no. How's this? I auditioned. Right? We were doing radio at the time. and Kate. With Hughesy and Kate. And then I had an audition and it was pretty much mine. My acting agent at the time said, just turn up. Yep. Learn your lines, and it's pretty much yours. That morning, I said to the guys, guys, I've got a big audition this morning. Yep. Uh, it's for Neighbours. Yeah. And then I think Husey said, said, let's do it let's on air. Let's do it on air. Oh, Which is a funny idea. Oh, yeah, but is that Let- going to help? And we all played the characters yeah, in yeah. the audition. So Husey was playing Harold. Ed, you were playing Susan. <laughs> and, and we did. Was bouncer. And <laughs> Kate, of <laughs> course, would be perfect at this because she used to write for Neighbours. That's right. Yes. Well, and, that's, and then I did the audition. Went really well. Got a call from my agent in the afternoon. Yeah. He said, what the hell did you do on radio this Uh-oh. afternoon <laughs> or this morning? <laughs> really? And uh, he said- it's secret sound. What? <laughs> he said, neighbors heard it. You've given away storyline right. that's three months in the future and um, you're, bl- you're banned from neighbors. Oh, wow. Wow. For life. It was, it was a life ban and my agent dropped me. Big shout yeah. out to James, if you're listening. Yeah. And, um, James, where are you now, mm, mate? Yeah. Who's one you're not bombshell after, after yeah. another. This yeah. is unbelievable. Wow. That's yeah, a beat. Yeah. That's Who's our first beat. laughing now that Julian Zamiro or whatever his name is? <laughs> Julian Zamiro? Are you doing Julian Rory. Assange Rory and Julian Zamiro all at once? I think oh, that's no. what you're now doing. You mentioned that the character is gay. Mm. So there's a gay storyline. Who, who was procuring the services of a gay male escort slash stripper? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 You've that's... added the escort. Okay, I just want no to spice he... things up a no bit. No one here Because said I never escort. thought this would happen to me. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, Rory, the thing is, Rory could be bisexual. Uh, we need to remember uh, that. He loves to get involved. Because he's um, cocksure. 
It's it's cultural. Cultural. And that's something you've added, though, isn't it? A bisexual backstory. You know why? Because I was thinking I might want to be on Neighbours for a couple of years, so I was yeah. always trying to flirt with um, the girls, and then sometimes the director would say, that's great, I don't even know if you're gay anymore. And I'm like, exactly. Oh, right, so you sort of leave your options open, like when Andrew yeah. Clark was on uh, yeah. Sons and Daughters in the yeah. 80s, rapist for the first few episodes, then lovable friend of everyone. Yeah, then we move then on, on from there. Yeah, just, yeah. They just completely forgot yeah, about forget. the rape. Well, it's much like uh, Lockie Hume's accent in Offspring. No one remembers what it used to be. Let's just worry about what it is today. You've got to remember, my character in Offspring was from outer space. No, I know. So, okay, know. he was making it up as he goes. Hey, hang on. You've mentioned, uh, someone mentioned Kate Langbrook writing yes. for Neighbours. Mm-hmm. Lockie Hume, is it not true oh, that you wrote an episode of Acropolis Now? I did. That's what the Some sort of scene, yeah. something. something. Has Rex Hunt got any thoughts on that? That's shocking. Tell you how that came about. Remember? So the pipe will be on the juice at the piano bar. <laughs> Goodness Gee, gracious boys. me, Pipe. Get home to your family. Thank you, Rex. Thank you, Rexmond. Um, yeah, remember Alexi Vellis in the film Nirvana Street Murder? Yes, Alexi Vellis, yeah. the acting coach. Is he an acting coach? He was my first ever really? acting coach. He wow. was the director of The Wog Boy, the movie. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's why I went to him. And uh, honestly... That's yeah. why I went to him, because I was losing <laughs> roles to Greeks no, non-stop. No, no, but this was when I was um, 18 or 19, and I used to go to Alexi's school mm. um, every Tuesday or Wednesday night, and I stopped going because he would just smoke you know, and just tell stories. I mean, we weren't doing any acting. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I, anyway, go on. Anyway, Alex, yeah, no, Alexi, so he, he directed a film called Nirvana Street he, Murder with I, Mendo. I had written a feature film when I was about 18, right. sold it yep. to Rosa Colosimo. Oh, yes. And she showed me Nirvana Street Murder, and I said, that's the guy I want to direct right, my right, movie. Okay. So she introduced me to Alexi who then cast me in a short film that he was doing, and then he was being hired by Nick and Simon Palomares and so on Mm. and so forth to write Acropolis Now. So he got me a job when I was about 19, 20. So I took my paycheck from that and wrote a play and put a show on. Yeah, right. And et cetera, et cetera. But tell us about writing. Well, like, what was the writing meeting like for Acropolis Now? Well, I'd never been in one. Right. And so I didn't know you actually had to bring ideas to the table. (laughs) So that was a bit of a learning curve. But I had a bit of a rough time on it because they gave me my writing assignment for the episode. And I went away and wrote it, thought it was pretty schmick. I'd never... You know, being right. To write and you have to have all the characters effy. Yep, and all memo. that. Yep. It was the last season, so we had the Nicky Vent character, and we had the Georgie Parker character. Oh, right. Who was originally envisioned as in the Greek comedy style of a, an overbearing fat woman, but the network oh. decided to cast Georgie Parker. <laughs> right. You got to change that up. Yep. Um, <laughs> You know, always thinking outside the box at Channel 7. Yep. God bless you so all. So they didn't have her sort of in a, in a black dress going, when you're going to marry know, a nice you, boy. You, you know who off. directed my episode? <laughs> uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Bud Tingwell. Oh, Bud Tingwell. So oh, there really you go. Jesus. And that's how I met Bud. Yeah, so mm. can I just say, when you're, when you're dangling the fluffy <laughs> dice, make sure... <laughs> I'm just trying to picture Bud Tingwell, Bud Tingwell in the, yeah. in the yeah. milieu of, oh, yeah. Acropolis, of now. Acropolis Now. Well, because it was like three camera shoot and all oh, that yes, kind of stuff yep. in the studio. But anyway, I submitted my script and uh, they said, look, not good enough. We're going to have to put another one of the writers on with you. Uh-oh. We're going to have to dock your pay for it. So Ray Bosley was another one of the writers came on board and he really taught me right. a lot of stuff about okay. structure and all that kind of stuff. Right. So mm. I think at the end of the day, I had about two gags of mine that made well, it to Still, air. two gags <laughs> in Acropolis know. Now that mm. went to air, which was a big hit tone, as we yes. know. Yes, it was. It was a good yeah. show back in the day. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I've known Nick Giannopoulos and Simon Palomares and George Caponiaris and all those guys since, yeah, I was a, teen, a little teenage boy. You could show up in Wogs in Work. You could. <laughs> Be, oh, yes. Oh, I could. As a walk-on. I yeah. can get you free tickets to that, too, by the way, if oh, you fantastic. want. fantastic. How are you like, getting free tickets? Uh, I know the uh, publicist. 
He emails wow. me all the time. See, kids, things. you're learning. This is how you get free tickets. <laughs> you know to what? Stuff, okay? We don't usually do giveaways on this podcast, do but it. I mm. will do a, 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 a double. Yep, to double yep. pass. Phone, double pass. Phone this podcast now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, email me. Um, email. Give us the email, mate. Use, the official email. Use info. Info at, at ashwilliams.com.au. Ash- mm-hmm. That's yeah. the and oldest email I have, but pro it's tip, reliable. Pro tip, email, four o'clock in the afternoon. Definitely the time No, no, no. I'm always on it. Send yeah, it to yeah, me. Yeah. I'm just picturing that account at four o'clock. It's like, bling, ATO. Bling. ATO. Bling. Compliance. Uh, but how do they get it? Is, is it just first in best dressed? Or yeah, they need yeah, to... yeah. No, no. Well, first in best dressed. So give that email again. Hey, no, you... with the answer to this question. Oh, yep. Okay. Boom. What is the name of the episode of Acropolis Now that Lockie Hume oh, and Ray Bosley wrote that's together? That's, that's pretty wonderful. Hard. <laughs> well, they got gotta... Another pro tip Tony Martin would have already had that up on the IMDB by the time this podcast is over. Well, I remember when, because I actually weirdly got asked to direct Here Come the Habibs. I know that. It was in the early stages. Yes, And it was just as well I didn't because there was a lot of complaints that there weren't enough, quote unquote, wogs involved in the creative team. Oh, but you're a wog. I guess I'm a New Zealander. We're we're the forgotten wogs, the New Zealanders. (laughs) But but what I remember is everyone was saying to me, I'm going, oh, is it going to be like Acropolis now? They're going, no, no, no. It's going to be much more nuanced. It's going to be almost a dramedy. We're not going to have the normal cliches. Now, I can't speak for the people who made the show, but I remember when the first episode went to air, the Channel 9 promo went, the shish kebab is about to hit the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Take the afternoon off, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that was nailed there. <laughs> no cliches uh, on board. I would just have loved to have seen you directing burnouts and that type of no, thing. No. That would have really made Doing me laugh. Skidmark jokes. Yeah, that would, no. that would have really made me laugh. Uh, Tone, let's stay with you. Yes, yes. Uh, the book, The Deadly Kerfuffle. Mm. I'm up to page 70. Tone, uh, uh, Hume, you finished it, but I don't finished stop it this morning. spoiler oh, alert. No, okay, no spoiler alert, yep. but it is excellent. And oh, Tone, thanks, I really Lockie. want to congratulate you. Thank you. Um, it is laugh out loud funny, it and is. there are some genuine jaw-dropper moments where you go, oh, my God. Mm. (laughs) There's a few twists and turns towards the end. Mm. Uh, I do want to read this bit to you because I feel like there's a. Mm. uh, it's about, you know, a confused terror plot with a New Zealand family. People think they're Pakistani. They're going to rotate their house to face Mecca. That's right. Which was a rumour that went around New Zealand when you were a kid. really happening in the town I lived in. (laughs) Which is such a funny idea. (laughs) Even back then. The pipes, the electricity. It's insane. It's not easy to just turn your house on its (laughs) axis. It's it's very, very difficult if the block has taught us anything and I just want to read this because I keep, as I'm reading it, there's AM radio jocks in it. There's also, yes. it's very, you know, contemporary and characters that you sort of recognize. This is a description uh, of Spence is the name. I'll start with Spence is the name. Uh, Julian Spence, who's the yes. AM talkback person who's in, the, right. who's in the book. Okay. Spence's long time, in brackets, eight months producer, a man whose hypnotist style pointy beard was counterbalanced by a truly misguided ponytail. Now, that is that is a, a face I can picture straight away. It might be someone who works here, actually. Ah, now I did. How how much of, because the, the descriptions are very, very funny, and how many of these sort of people are you drawing from, from people that you knew? I'm just getting details, like the, uh, yeah, I think okay. the uh, announcer has a diamond microphone. Yes. And that's because I remember being in a studio like we're in here now, yeah. and John Laws was in the next studio, and I actually saw two blokes wheel in a sort of a wooden box and they were wearing dust coats and cotton gloves and they opened it up and inside was like velvet lining out came the gold microphone you are yeah. kidding me John and it had a serial into. number on his JLO01 <laughs> yes, or something exactly. yeah Wow. There was, and, and, you know, no one else could speak into the gold microphone. And then they would take it back out yeah. after the end yeah. in the dust coats. 
Yeah. Wow. For the golden tonsils. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. no, it, it, did it affect words, the sound? Did it affect Kyle, the sound in any way? Kyle Sandylands have a he gold does. microphone. He got a gold. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what, if everyone has one, it's not special, is it? Yeah, yeah you've got to sort of take it up a notch. I wonder if Sandylands is JL002. <laughs> Sandylands is starting to look more and more like Santa. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he is looking more Santa-esque. He's like sort of Bri- son of Brian Dennehy look. Going on. Right. Do you know what would be a great He's look? very Dennehy. If he left... A funny look would be if they, because they often do like little door stops with him as he's leaving the studio to ask him about something that happened, right? It'd be great if closer to Christmas he came out reindeers dragging a sleigh, but not in the just not in a Santa suit, just as himself. That's a that would be a funny look. That's for free, Kyle. If you'd like it, that is for free. Uh, uh, back to you, Ash. If I asked you who's the best, which of this all today is all about the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I asked you your um, best ever uh, movie villain, who Ooh. would you? Say, wow. I start with you because the other two are going to develop a list which is fairly lengthy I, you in your mind. It's an easy, easy answer. Um, Scar from The Lion King. Yeah, what a bastard! What a prick! That's a good one. The, that's the uh, the mean yeah. lion. Is that Jeremy Irons? Was yeah, he the voice of Jeremy that? Irons? He's, he's just Jay Hannibal. Hannibal oh. Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. But he's quite an antihero because he helps our heroine mm. solve the case. Well. Yeah, but he's conflicted because he wants to eat her. That's true. That's right. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? <laughs> and he is wearing people's faces at various points. Yeah, that yeah, right? that is that mm. as well. But if that rules you out, our tone. Well, I, you know, Alan Rickman in the first Die Hard oh, is yeah. a I had that Hans down. Gruber. It's Rickman. kind of an obvious yeah. one, but it's hard to go past. It's really mm-hmm. hard to go past. I heard an interesting story of a scene they cut out the other day. You know when they're going through and um, as uh, Bruce Willis is starting to kill off the terrorists, but there's yes. sort of, it starts to be a bit of confusion as to who's a hostage and who's a terrorist. And there's one shot where he looks down and at the wrist of one of the terrorists and he's got a particular watch on. And then later on, when he's confronting Rickman, and Rickman's going, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a hostage, etc. Oh, yeah. et That's a great scene. Great you scene. reckon? Yeah. He does. There is a bit of a, a shot or a look towards Rickman's watch that Bruce Willis uh. recognises, and it was part of a sequence that they shot at the start, where to, oh. in order so that the filmmakers say, oh, listen, this is, these guys are all the terrorists, at the start they go, synchronise watches, and they all put their hands in. And they've all got the same watch. And they've watch. all got the same watch, which oh. is something that Bruce That's Willis recognises. But there was a problem they had, because in the background... There was an ambulance because they shot it out of sequence uh. lock, which meant that it gave away the fact that something was going wrong. So they uh. couldn't have an ambulance out the front of the Takahashi building at the start of the film. Yeah, whereas now they could just paint the That's ambulance. That's right, but out. then yeah, so they had to cut the had to cut that mm. shot, which you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait. Lachlan. Well, you know, you think Darth Vader. You think I do think Darth Vader is like that, but really, to me. Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part Two. Oh, yes. Okay. But when he's gone when bad. He's gone really gone bad. He's gone into the seventh level of hell mm. when his paranoia and his evilness, mm-hmm. that incredible exchange where he puts his bro- his stepbrother Tom Hagen down. Mm. You know, you can take your wife and your mistress and your family and you can move to Las Vegas. And, right. and then <clears throat> when Tom Hagen says to him, do you feel we need to wipe out everybody? And he says, I don't feel the need to wipe out everybody, Tom. Just my enemies. That's all. And he's... You know, that's actually a speech that Rory makes when he arrives in. (laughs) But he's he's sucking the orange. Uh. Do you know the story about the significance of the oranges in the Godfather trilogy? Uh, I've only seen Scarface, but you go... There's much less in the way of citrus fruit (laughs) in Scarface. Even though it is set in Miami. Yeah. Um, 
The orange is the symbol of death in the Godfather oh. trilogy. Whoever comes in contact with an orange will die, will be a traitor. Mm. The, for example, when Vito, when the Godfather is being, the assassination attempt on him, he is buying oranges oh, at yes. the fruit stand oh. and the oranges chase him across the street oh, as he's running. Oh, yeah. Okay, when we first meet Tessio at the wedding, the first thing shot you see is an orange being oh. tossed up in the air and captured. In Godfather 2, when Johnny Ola, Hyman Roth's messenger boy, comes to the Tahoe estate, he gives Michael an orange and Michael says, what's this he says it's a gift from our friend in miami oh. it's of course and it's roth who's behind the assassination yeah. attempt on michael by the climax michael is eating the orange, eating orange. when he says i'm going to wipe out everybody and of course marlon brando so he, whops the orange in the mouth that whops the orange he, in the eye and dies and the last it. shot of godfather three michael is holding the orange in the courtyard and it drops out of his hand wow. and dies is that true yeah. that they did the same thing in acropolis now with olives that is it <laughs> that, is and feta that is why to this day members of the mafia are terrible by those ads for the fresh fruit people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark. Dark. Get out of here. Curtis Stone, he's after us. Yes, Ash. I remember when I used to live out next door to you, Locke, mm. I, uh, I asked you, what are your top 20 favourite films? Because I'm yeah, going to watch top. them in order. Oh my God. That and would have been a long night. No, and, no, and, no, and then, like you said, I'll get back. You, you reeled off the top 10 yeah. in a second, and the top 10 to 20, you said, I'll get back to you. You know, my top 10's changed, Ash. Has it? Yes. Is it? But Godfather would still be number one, I reckon. Yeah, Godfather yeah. one or Godfather two. Go, to, one go 10 to one. Yeah, I agree. Um, one well, film. okay, I'm still working on my list, actually, okay. because <laughs> after many years, I took The Deer Hunter out, Yeah, which sat at number seven on my list. Why was that? Did you watch it again and I it wasn't did, I as good? I watched it and I realised... Yeah, having done some more reading on Michael Cimino, the writer-director, the infamous writer-director yes. of it, when he mm. passed away recently, yeah. at, at age unknown. Very strange and gen And gender unknown. But please mm. Google mm. image Michael Cimino. Spelling tone? Uh, C-I-M-I-N-O. Correct. And Michael? <laughs> There's a, a, the a B in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so the you went off. So, it- well, because if you go back, and I love The Deer Hunter, but I, I went off him because I realised the whole drawn out wedding sequence that opens the deer hunter mm. the traditional wedding sequence he's trying to top coppola from oh, the beginning of the godfather he's, he's, con- he's that yeah. and it just <sighs> you know sometimes when you just have it you, yeah, it clicks and you go oh i see what you're up to yeah, and yeah. you suddenly see everything differently nah, you know what i mean nah, and so out of the top 10 that threw yep. everything out okay and so i started having to think well, what's going to replace it took me Encino a long time man. <laughs> 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 the, the computer wore tennis shoes oh, it's very good the best of the dexter riley trilogy <laughs> the shaggy DA. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So just um, quickly, Locke, because you okay, have. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my top five, and yeah. that is that is never changed. Godfather, Godfather two. Check. Are we the going conv- five to one here? No, no. Top that's, that's one to top five. Oh, one no, you got to go five to one. Okay. Oh, okay yeah. No, I'm too late. Now. Okay, I'm okay, off yeah. and running. Yeah. Um, the conversation. Yep. Also by Coppola. Made between the two Godfathers. That's right. Serpico. Yep. Great. All the President's Men. And my beautiful friend Tony, of course, just sent me the new beautiful Blu-ray transfer mm. of All the President's yeah, Men with this fantastic one. new documentary. That's right, on the second disc. They're all reunited again, the whole mm. cast and blah, blah, blah. And away Thank they go. you so much, Tony. Well, Ash, about, so hang, on, hang on. All of your top five are like from the same sort of three-year yeah, period. Yeah. And See, another good one from around there is Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, but that's, that's, that's not even in my top 20. Wow. Oh, geez. Yeah. Really? yeah. Oh, but okay. number six is The French Connection. No, no, so you see, it's still there. in that group. Last question Ash. on this. Now, uh, that um, fifth movie, what's that about? All, All the, the President's, President's yeah. Okay, it's the true story of the Watergate scandal. Which uh, is okay. The two journalists, uh, Bob Woodward no, and no, Carl no, no, Ash is going to tell you what the Watergate story is. <laughs> well, no. I, 
Oh, that. I mean, I don't know. But I, I, I thought... Um, <laughs> I don't know, mate. He's our very own story, Wikipedia. Ash has got a lot on, mate. No, no, no. Because no, um, no, I thought it would be mafia. Because you love mafia stuff. Uh, no, I, I well, like good crime. Yeah, Serpico see, mafia. Serpico's police corruption. Oh, okay. Fair, okay. fair play. On to you, Ed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tone, top five? Oh, I could. I haven't. Yeah, top really. to ish. Okay. Some just some favourites. Singing in the rain is in there. Yeah, great. Uh, with Nala and I would yeah, be up with there. Great film. Spinal Tap would Ooh, be up there. Yes. See, the problem area that we're in is you've got five best, and yeah. then you've got five favourite, and they're never necessarily That's fair the, enough. You know what tone. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, Midnight yeah. Run, as everyone knows. Yeah, That's see, Midnight my, Run floats yeah. in and out. That'd for be in my top ten. Okay. Of enjoyable, but is it like one of the top ten best films? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, Ash. Any uh, in your top ten. Do you I'll know tell you what's Ash, Quick question yep. first. Do you recognise the titles of any of the movies that we've said so far? I know Godfather. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> that, 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 one, that one. Number one for me, Scarface. I fucking love that film. Which yeah. version? Which uh, version? Uh, the, well, there's only one version, isn't there? No, there's two. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Oh, yep, well, the, going, one, the one with the, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> um, but um, a movie to avoid. Yeah. Uh, I watched Ooh. it. Uh, I watched all of it. I was so bored on Saturday. Grown Ups Two. Oh, <laughs> not living up to the high standards of oh, Grown Ups One. I just thought, look, I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it three watches. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but that's funny because you don't mind a sequel. How much do you? What's your one of your favourite movies, which is a sequel? A oh, Problem Child Two. He loves Problem oh, Child yes, Two. Oh yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a ripper. What a ripper. With Gilbert Gottfried, he's in there somewhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie. And you love Clifford as well. I love Clifford. Oh, Clifford has got a real cult good following. Good movie. Yeah, yeah it's, good it's, movie. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard one to recommend because yes. it's not for everybody. And what's it about? Jake, just as you hear, any favourites of yours? My favourite of all time is Rear Window. Oh, really? Wow. Wait. Yeah. And that's my favourite Hitchcock. Cool. Oh, I, <clears> that's my favourite Hitchcock. I love it. Hitchcock. And... Uh, my other favourite is Raising Arizona. Mm. Which is great. Oh, yeah. Coen Brothers. Yeah, fantastic. But of all the Coen... Okay, favourite Coen Brothers film. Mm. Oh, I, I like Bowski. Miller's Crossing. That's a particularly it's good one. my least favourite. Oh, I love yeah. Miller's Crossing. Really? Can't get into it. I even read the script because I'm like, I must be wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I probably am, but I can't get around it. Big Lebowski though, Ash. Great film. Bit yeah. of fun, eh? The uh, Russian drink. I yeah. love that. The white Russian. The white Russian. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you, have you ever been out with a lady that likes a white Russian? Absolutely. I, uh, I went out with a girl... For uh, lunch in Los Angeles, Beautiful. who was a Russian, mm. so a long-term uh, kind of thing. <laughs> no, it was just one date, and then uh, oh, okay. But uh, she it's was great. Fine. She was great. I um, <laughs> I miss her. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, call the podcast now. Yeah. Call the hotline. Hey, Jay, can we set Email up a hotline? Four p.m. Can we? Uh, if we did, is there somewhere we could set up a hotline where people could leave us messages? Like, if we got a I burner so. mobile phone, people could leave the team effort messages, couldn't they? We could maybe even create like a team effort WhatsApp. Oh, now you're being interesting. Wow. We'll talk to the tech okay. department. We'll get on it. Yep. We'll talk to Ed, them. what are your favourite movies? Uh, yeah. Well, with Nail. With Nail and I. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very close to the top. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. You like um, Can't uh, get enough. Apocalypse Now. And Apocalypse Now. Yes. Which, but not, which but not Redux. No, Redux I is terrible. Hate, terrible. I hate Redux. Yeah, but I've got, a great, I've got a great star-struck showbiz story about Redux. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I first got to San Francisco, and this is just a, one of those... Start of a song. Well, when I for the Matrix yep. sequels, Here okay. We go. Here we go. And so I finally get to meet Lawrence Fishburne. Larry okay. Fishburne. No, Who's Lawrence. Friends? Okay. No, no, it's okay. Lawrence. Okay. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Larry, if you're it's listening. Fish. Okay. Fish. Okay. So, yep. So I'm so starstruck and yeah. so nervous. Okay. Yeah. And this is a this guy's a movie star. He sure is. And mm. I and Redux is about to be coming out in cinemas. Oh goodness. And so we're sitting there, and I go, um, so. Gee whiz, um, have you seen Apocalypse Now Redux yet? And he goes, 
No, I'm going to Francis's place this weekend to watch it. Mm. And I, wow. that's when you go, yeah. It's a whole so different life. It's a life, yeah. isn't it? You know, you know what I mean? Francis Coppola. It's like going to Ashes Place to watch Grown Ups 2 Tones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I remember with, uh, you know, because in Apocalypse Now, Brando is sort of, he's in darkness. Yeah. There's a light bulb swings and you see part of Beautiful. his face and he's sort of washing the top of his head. Yeah. With it. And it's all very mysterious yeah. and enigmatic. Yeah. And then in Redux, there's a scene in broad daylight. You uh, just go, who's that fat bloke wandering around in pajamas? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, and like all yeah. of the mystery of Kurtz, it. it's gone. Go. Yeah. It's it. like starting perfect match with the door back. Oh. <laughs> 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 we wouldn't do that, Ash, would you? Well, that's I, I like that as a show. Perfect match. Perfect match. I loved Perfect Match. With Dexter? Uh, yeah. Dexter. The, yeah. the robot, not the serial killer. No. It would be an interesting It's a very so. different show with, now. With Greg Evans and Dexter. <laughs> Dexter, what have you done to contestant number two? <laughs> no, they're gaffer table. They're gaffer tape to a table. He can't again. speak with the gaffer tapes in his mouth about what his favourite date would be. Uh, I, we have so... Oh, my God. We haven't even got to half of page one of my notes, so we are going to have to go away and come back here in the team effort. Jay... As we glide, hopefully, towards episode two, what have we learnt? A few things. We've learned the definition of cocksure, which mm-hmm. is confident in an excessive or arrogant way. Yes. So that's... that's is that guys. Rory, mate? That's Rory. Definitely Rory. Yeah, yeah it's Rory. He's good sexually aggressive. Good acting. He's sexually aggressive? Good timing for that to be yeah. 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 character trainers. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Yes. The, um, the example that... The definition, the dictionary online gives mm-hmm. you is that the cocksure golf prodigy from California. What? That's really mm-hmm. random. So a sexually aggressive Bizarre. golf prodigy? Yeah. Tiger Woods. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Michael Cimino. Mm. If you do Google image this guy, this he's gone yeah. through some looks, but he eventually oh, yeah. settled on one look in particular. And uh, that could be a good look for Rory. Oh, yeah, the Maybe look he settled on neighbors. was late period Michael Jackson. Was what yeah, he read. Late oh, yeah. period Michael And he okay. started looking like a kind of, sort of, uh, he looked like a, an older Zach Braff with a very sort of round wow. pumpkin style head. What a good, great, a wig. What a great description. I'm sure he was wearing a wig Phil Spector style. Yes, okay. and there was talk that he was possibly transitioning. That's what but, I said, uh, he died of age I, and gender indeterminate. Because okay. oh. he kept, he lied about his age his whole career. He was oh. born in 1939, died in 2016. Oh, well, that's, that's the end of that mystery. Uh, and gender? Uh, does it say? It does not say. No. It's no. always going to be a mystery. Yep. Okay. If you want a clue for the challenge that Lockie and Ash have given out, yes. which is named the episode of Lockie's yep, yep. episode of Acropolis Now, uh, it is on IMDb. The mm. blank. You would have put it there. I'm just going to guess. You would have put it there. I'm going to guess. Is it every wog <laughs> as its day? No. no. Wog, wog day afternoon. Uh, sleeping wogs lie. Mm-hmm. No. Effy, effy, effy. No. Think religious. No. Think no. religious. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, info at ashwilliams.com.au is where you can put that in. John Law's microphone was a one-off Sennheiser valued at 9800 bucks with... The serial number JL0001. Aha, uh-huh, so we're zero off. Oh, That's well, right. Uh, who looks and, foolish now? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups yeah. 2 took in $247 million. I know. The they nailed Compare it. Compare that to Nirvana yeah. Street Murder, which took 126000 Yeah. Okay. Compare that to Prey, the film by George Miller, the other George Miller, yeah. which on its opening weekend, I believe, took in $350. Are you sure that it's the other George Miller? Or is it the George? No, I think it is the oh, other George Miller. I don't think George it's Miller. any George Miller, is it? Is it? I think it's a George it's Miller. It's with Natalie Bassingthwaite? Yes, it is. Mm. You, better, you better check that one. 350 Yeah, yeah no. big, big ones. Because yep. there's wow. George Miller who did Mad Max. Then there's the other George and Miller. Then there's the the other Dr. George, George Miller. Who, and the, the other George Miller was always right, rather contemptuously referred to in uh, film comment magazine. 
magazine as The Wrong George Miller. <laughs> the Wrong George Miller, which was the original title of The Wrong Girl on Channel 10. <laughs> but The Wrong George Miller did do the original never-ending story. And Good film. did Man from Snowy River, there one of the most go. profitable Jeez. Australian films. There you go, time. Jay. And also, oh no, he didn't do Harley Davidson in The Marlboro Man. This is, we're going into overtime. There'll be letters. Okay, I just remembered something about Harley Davidson. I remembered this story five days ago. I completely forgot it ever happened to me. And can we uh, tease it for episode two? Yeah, we can. We can. We can. We're going to start. We're going to sizzle. Yeah, we're going to. It's the first time a podcast has ever had a tease, but it's the first thing that's happening in the next episode of the team effort is Ash Williams's Harley Davidson story. That I forgot for six years. And it dropped into my brain five days ago. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. We are back shortly. Big bottom.